everybody. Welcome to Directly to You. This is 114th episode. I am AJ of Fanatics 4, and I am joined by Luis. Hello. Luis, his channel. <laughs> yeah, my channel. <laughs> yeah, that is just his name. Linked in the description. Uh, usually I'm joined by Parker, but some stuff came up and he can't join me. But you can support me and Parker and our channel by going to youtube.com slash Fanatics 4 or twitch.tv slash Fanatics 4 and giving us $4.99 a month. For that, you get loyalty badges, you get exclusive emotes, you get gaming time with us, you get free Switch keys from time to time, you get access to our supporters-only Discord, where you can talk to Mega Man about when to play Smash Brothers, sometimes everybody wants to play Valorant, it's real random, you can play whatever you want, and if you don't want to join our supporters-only Discord, you can join our regular Discord and do the same thing, you know, but less exclusive and easy, you know? Because people are all over the place on the regular Discord. It's like, it's not as uh, consistent. <laughs> um, so that's the housekeeping stuff. But other than that, we play video games here. <laughs> Have you played any video games recently, Luis? <laughs> I feel like as of this week, I got back into video games because uh, I think the last like big thing I had to review was Final Fantasy VII. Mm. Uh, so I played that like whenever that came out, which was... Right end of the last month i think yes uh and then there was like kind of a dry spell right like there's not there was nothing out for a while right now i'm playing or i just finished an indie game called virtualverse uh Mm. which is like a point and click cyberpunk adventure game i was writing a review right uh i believe it's just pc and mac right now i don't know if it comes to console at some other point but it's just on steam right now um Mm. it's pretty interesting so far i think a lot of games this year are taking that cyberpunk setting and uh I thought this was interesting because I was applying it to a point-and-click adventure as opposed to, like, a lot of the other games are using it for, like, first-person or more, like, RPGs. And so I wanted to try it out. Um, My review on that will probably be out later this week. I feel like that's the thing I've been playing the most outside of, like, some Warzone matches, Valorant Mm -hmm. here and there. Gotcha. Um, you? For me, I've really been playing my regular stuff. Like, everybody knows I play Smash Brothers a lot. Uh, But... The new thing that I started playing is What the Golf. <laughs> which oh, is, did you get that code on, on Switch too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's the thing I'm reviewing after this. So as soon as oh, I'm yeah. done with this, I'm, I'm starting it. Right. Did you did you play it at all, or you're saving it for where you like dive deep into the, the review? So I haven't played it on my Switch, but I played it through on my uh, iPad when they had an iPad, because it was part of the Apple Arcade when that launched last year. Right. Uh, but this Switch version has like co-op play, uh, and I think it might have new levels. I haven't turned it on to actually check, but I know that it's big thing on Switch is multiplayer. Yeah. Did the um did the iOS version have um the like Mario homage section? <laughs> I don't think so. So okay. I think that's more just particularly to the Switch release. Gotcha. But that was kind so of like not, a hidden drop because yeah. it's out next week, right? Yeah. Yeah, I just so. randomly got an email from uh, from Nick Verge. Yeah, and he yeah. was like, hey, I met it's you at friend. PAX. Do you want to play this game? I was like, <laughs> I was like okay, yeah, I'm down. Uh, and then I checked it out. I played it for like an hour, like just, just to get like a, a feel of it. And then I got to that part. Well, first, like I saw it in like the indie showcase or director, mm. wherever they announced it for Switch. Um, and I was like, okay, it's a golf game. I didn't really pay attention to it outside of the fact that it's a golf game. Golf games are neat that's cool uh so when i started playing it i was i did like the little intro section and it's just straight up regular golf in that first little bit and then it transitions to like the more wacky stuff i'm like oh okay i get what this game is now pretty pretty much like the only only part of golf that's actually golf is the first level and everything else is completely different exactly Uh, it's really wacky kind of tricks you that way 
then it goes um, just wild. It's like, oh no, you're not the person. You're the golf club. You know, <laughs> it's so crazy. The all the random little stuff. And then once I got to that Mario bit, I was like, oh, oh, okay, this goes real wild. Because then there's like other two D sections, and then there, it just like completely flips on its head every little new section. And that yeah, I'm I, excited to jump into it because uh, I've been in quarantine with my girlfriend, so I, I think I'm going to try out the co-op mode with her. Yeah, I need to check that out next. Uh, the multiplayer stuff because I didn't even I didn't even know that that was like a new thing for Switch only. Yeah, um, I mean, so I guess yeah, it, like, you could technically I guess do it with iOS devices, but it's not like a really a feature in that. Oh, okay, gotcha. So it's just better suited because of the platform itself. Yeah, I guess they they really want to focus on the Joy-Con play. Oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, well. That that's um, that's all that you've been playing. Yeah, pretty okay, much. Cool. I feel like I haven't had a backlog to get back to, so I yeah. think I'm good right now. I've been wanting to play Far Cry Three, but I mean, I played that a long time oh, ago. Oh wow! Uh, is there isn't there like a rumor that they're remastering that or something like that? I think it is remastered on consoles. Oh, they already remastered. I think, I think it's just like the you know like the PC version upscaled. Oh, for, okay. For I thought gen. that I thought they were they were going to do like a whole thing because that game came out like what over ten years ago now. Yeah, was it? I think it was, yeah, around, like around that time. It definitely came on PS3 and 360. Yeah. Uh, that's like one game I would really want to play on Switch, seeing that like the Bioshock collection is coming to Switch. I feel like yeah. Far Cry 3 would be really good. Yeah, that would be interesting. I never checked that game out. Because, like, I mean, I'm a multi-console owner. Like, I have everything, mm. and I've pretty much always had everything. But I'm not really huge on most third-party stuff, so mm. I missed out on that. Uh, I'd be down to check it out on Switch, though. I think it's um, probably the best narrative. See when it dropped. Oh no! It's uh, it was twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. So almost, almost yeah. a decade old. But I think it's almost. one of the best written Far Cry games. Uh, its villain is very great. I love it. So it much. definitely seems like the the type of game or the type of part of a franchise where everything from there gets based off of that. You know, yeah, it's, where it's very it, much it came that. to Far Cry, Far Cry Three, and then everything else was like, oh, it's Far Cry Three, but a little bit better than that now. New place, new places, new locations. Yeah, exactly. Places. So there's that, but we can get into the news now since there's not really anything new to play currently that's available. But we got this surprise drop of Paper Mario: The Origami King, which is coming to Switch in July. Yeah, July seventeenth, kind of shadow announced, which for, is like, wild. Randomly yesterday, yeah, it was crazy. I was not expecting that, and it was like I was literally. Um, a lot of times, this will happen. Like Nintendo will announce something, and I'm like knee deep in a video talking about something completely different. Uh, well, this time it, it, it just so happened on like lineup, but I was making a video, which we'll get to after the news. Mm-hmm. But I was making a video about like games that um, Nintendo could make with their franchises that could appeal to the Animal Crossing fan base like mm-hmm. the new animal crossing fans that weren't already switch owners beforehand um and then this game got announced and i was like oh shoot because it was it was rumored for a while um yeah. that we would get a paper mario game uh and this also has other implications that because this was announced that gives more credence to like the the ports yeah, of the, the, uh, of and the remasters and all that yeah. stuff with the other mario games for the 30 35th 35th anniversary uh yeah um I woke up to this news, not even by the announcement, but like I'm in a, in a group Twitter DM chat with a bunch of other Nintendo brand ambassadors. And right. so I woke up to like a text saying like, oh, did you guys hear about the new Paper Mario? And I thought it was a rumor or something. And I like checked Twitter and it's like the announcement trailer. I woke up like 30 minutes after it came out. Uh, so I was like completely caught off guard. And I woke up to that news with like 30 DMs in the group chat all talking about it at the same time. It's wild. <laughs> 
I, think I, need to get cool. hooked, I need to get hooked up with that with that group DM. I'm a brand ambassador. <laughs> I, I think Roger's in charge of it. Oh, okay. I haven't I haven't had the chance to meet him in person yet. Yeah, I mean E3 is canceled, so who knows when that'll happen again? Yeah, rib dude, rib dude. We're, <laughs> you know what? This this is what's going to happen after all this stuff. Nintendo's going to just bring back Space World, and then we'll do it there. <laughs> It'll be a digital event now. Yeah. Oh, that would be crazy if they just were like, all right, it doesn't, it doesn't even matter if civilization's back to normal. Everything's just still digital because it just <laughs> it works that way. Because they're, doing, they're the way. doing like demos and stuff digitally now too, right? Like yeah. They like, like for um, Xenoblade. They did like uh, so yeah. Zoom calls. Yeah, so they did, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know because I wasn't invited to that preview event. I don't know how that works exactly. I, because I don't, I think I saw Roger do the preview event, but I think yeah, they played it in front of him. Oh, I'm not okay. sure. I, I don't know how the logistics of that would work unless they're like giving. Unless they like sent them demo, a yeah. demo, yeah. But it seems unlike Nintendo to do that, knowing their uh, true. the background of them. Yeah, yeah. That's why I was like, what? like that's crazy. They was talking about that they uh, video called or whatever for the demo. Um, but yeah, like what what's like your background with paper mario in general like are you are you a pretty big paper mario fan or i really I'm a, like? i think i'm a bigger fan of its writing than i am like yeah. its gameplay right um because i think it's like nintendo when they're more they're more self-aware of themselves mm-hmm. and like you know the absurdity of mario as a character um i played color splash i played sticker star because uh, i know a lot of people like i feel like personally i feel a lot of people have the opinions on sticker star and color splash but then didn't yeah. play we'll, either we'll, one we'll get to that we'll get, uh, we'll get to those in the comments because <laughs> <laughs> i know so many people who are like oh like sticker star sucked and i'm like oh did right. you buy them? like no i just saw like videos of it and i'm like oh, yeah i just it. heard the game explain say that they didn't like it so i don't like it either you know like, yeah um i think there's faults to both of them but i don't think they're as bad as everyone made them out to be yeah um and i, I mean if you played them and you hated them you know fair Right. Uh, but I, I think I enjoyed some aspects of them, but I think, you know, it's commonly, uh, said that the first two games are pretty much like the best ones. And I would agree. Right. Um, I think that I, I feel similar as far as like my, uh, the general appeal for paper Mario for me is the writing and the story and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. that much is consistent throughout the series. So I liked the like sticker star and color splash and all that stuff, but I do get why people don't like color splash and sticker star um yeah, and that's because of, like, the shift to the battle system and stuff like that and yeah. that's really just it is the fact that they changed the battle system and people are like nah i'm not i'm not down for that um there's i mean i've seen because i've made a video um mm-hmm. about the possibility of this happening before this got announced um and people were basically saying that like they wanted to go more to um a game that's like just entirely based around the story rather than like the mechanics and the mechanics influencing the story itself um yeah. and this seems like it's more in that direction it could I, I mean it could be a mechanics thing too considering the fact that i mean it's origami origami mm-hmm. could play into the mechanics as a game uh on a gameplay level but um it also it more so sounds like this is of reference to whoever the big bad is you know yeah um i guess the way it doesn't affect me or doesn't normally turn me off as much is because i i do find my appeal of those games being the narrative more than its gameplay so right. i mean like sure the gameplay changes with every other game but i mean as long as the story is good i don't mind too much normally i just right. like adapt to whatever the gameplay is but i mean it's fine to have a preference in that aspect uh 
I think they do a good job of at least crafting the story around like different paper concepts. Like this time it is uh, origami folding, but the last one was like the desaturation of things. And then the last right. one was, uh, before that was like stickers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's interesting how they take uh, those gameplay mechanics and change it up. And then also the stories influenced by them. So I always like that. Yeah. Like the little it's, it's a very like Nintendo way to do it, you know, cause mm-hmm. like Splatoon, right. Is a good example of that. Like, okay, we have this gameplay loop what type of creature would fit that, you know, like yeah. what fits that gameplay loop. It's like, oh, squids. And then they go off the rails with that too. Cause it's like, oh, well now we have ink and now they can swim and you know, like that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that it's paper and that that's like genius for the long term because there's so much stuff that you can do with paper. Like there could be a freaking paper mache paper Mario game, you know? Uh, there's just so much stuff that they can do moving forward. And I'm interested to see specifically what they do with origami. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. But judging the trailer that came out, it looks like they might bring partners back too in terms of a battle system. Yeah, so, and we, mean, there was like it, that Chinese trailer. Hopeful. Yeah, yeah, it was like that more Chinese trailer for for people who are like, oh, I really just want like 64 or the GameCube version back. Like, yeah, just give yeah. me the 64 version again, but new story, new characters is is the uh, general consensus on that. Mm, exactly. What, what um, do you think of uh, the chances of him or Paper Mario joining Smash now? That ah, that is. <laughs> See, I don't know. Like, I think I think that that would um, both make people happy and mad at the same time because they do not like like the Smash Core fan base is not down with first party Nintendo stuff being in the game at this point. They want every new fighter to be a third party rep that never is like we never would have thought. They want everything to be Cloud. They want everything to be you know like Joker and stuff like that. Um, so on that level, I think people wouldn't be very happy, but on another level, I think that it could be interesting because like we've always had Mario and also Dr. Mario who are just variations of the same concept, Hmm. but Dr. Mario could, I mean, uh, paper Mario could take the Mario concept and like run with it and take it in a whole nother direction. And even like, um, reference other parts of the Mario world that these characters, like their kit doesn't really play well with, you know, like regular Mario doesn't really have anything to do with like hammers and like that's exactly, I think like he would be a much more unique character as as opposed to like, let's say Mario, Dr. Mario or Lincoln. uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah. He would be like a, um, how regular link is in this game, like how they had the remote bombs and stuff like that. Like how he, he, he varies a lot more from the other two links. Because mm-hmm, uh, exactly. they're pretty much just carbon copies of each other with variations on how their uh, moves uh, work. Like they're the same right. move, but they function differently. Mm. Um, yeah. but I, I mean, I'm hopeful for it. It seems like Nintendo seems to integrate like characters with their franchises whenever there's a big release. So it seems yeah. like they were doing that ARMS thing. Like they did that, uh, not test fire, but that demo for online subscribers. And then they announced that there's going to be an ARMS fighter right. at some point in the future. Yeah, that that seems to be like a big thing now, especially with Smash Brothers, because before it was like, uh, I remember, again, OG, like long time ago, when this when we first started this channel, I made a video about like, why isn't Smash Brothers just a platform? Like, we've already seen like anecdotal evidence that they can use the, the game to propel their other franchises that are lesser known, like Fire Emblem, like Earthbound and all the other stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, um, arguably that made Fire Emblem like a thing in the West. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and same could be said about Mother and Earthbound, right? Like, mm-hmm. obviously not in Japan because, like, it was a known quantity there, but it definitely made it a bigger deal 
in Japan. Yeah. I mean, it made the whole like Mother Three thing. I mean, here. Yeah, exactly. Like we didn't even like what even was Mother Three? Like Lucas got added to the game yeah. post everybody knowing that's from the first two Smash Brothers games, and still people didn't know that Mother Three was a game that came out. Granted, it came out relatively close to when Smash uh, Brawl came out. It was like what, like a year or two beforehand, or maybe even I think so. That would have been two thousand eight for us. Yeah, yeah, March two thousand eight. Right. Oh, why I distinctly remember that day? Because <laughs> that game, that game was wild, man. Even though, like, in hindsight, people don't really like it as much. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah. I mean, tangent aside, I want to try to get some of the questions. Usually, we would save all the questions for Q and A. But I'm since there's a lot of Paper Mario questions, I want to try to go through and answer them here since it just oh. makes sense. Um, and the YouTube community uh, post that I, I did for this uh mm. cool cool comments and says i watched a trailer for the new paper mario game and i think it looks like it's going to be a really fun game i ever played a paper mario game so can you explain why exactly people keep saying that the last one or two games were disappointing what exactly changed and what are you guys opinion on the series as a whole um well we kind of answered that yeah I feel like it, it's mostly just the battle system that changed um for the general public they're mm-hmm. like now we don't like this card stuff uh or the like the which i mean sticker star was kind of like a card system a little bit mm. um so yeah it's really just that they want the like um if you ever played the south park like stick of truth they want that battle system back because south yeah. park was like oh this battle system is great we'll take that and nintendo's like eh, <laughs> you know like <laughs> we're, we're not going back to that still um, yeah, even so yeah, South Park changed it for the sequel too, because they they then yeah, they it with like even a grid system for the sequel, right? Yeah, yeah. So I guess uh, that's on Switch now too. That's true. Is the second one on Switch? I know. Uh, I think both of them are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Because I remember the um the first one got released. I think actually the the first one got released after the second one. Now that I think about it. Yeah, it may have been one of those like the f- sequel or the first one is like a ten dollar purchase, while the sequel was yeah. like a forty dollar purchase yeah. or something like that. Yeah, I think that's it. Um, I, guess I, I guess I think the appeal of the series is like writing and Nintendo being like self-aware of itself. Like they make a lot of jokes about like the existence of like the Mushroom Kingdom and how things are, in itself are absurd. Um, right. They mix in a lot of paper puns because it is a paper game. Yeah. And it's it's the really the only place outside of, I'd say maybe Sunshine, where there's like more direct storytelling within the Mario world. Because everything exactly, else yeah. is like more environmental storytelling and like contextual, where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, Mario's angry because he looks angry, you know. But like in this game, people discuss things. Uh, it's not just a sentence here or there in a cutscene. The game is like at least forty percent dialogue, if not mm-hmm. more than that. Um, so yeah, I think that that's the appeal of it. If you if you really want to like get into like a narrative Mario game, if that was ever something you wanted. This is your game. Uh, Chris DeBute uh, also asks, since the, new paper, uh, since the new Paper Mario trailer is out and there were no cards in sight for the battle system, do you think Nintendo has finally given us the battle system we want? And then Alex Blur also asked a similar question. And he said, looking at some of the gameplay of the Paper Mario trailer in the Game Explained video, how do you guys think this combat system works? Um, I think that from, from the gameplay that um alex blair is talking about uh yes it's like a more of a return of form to the battle system i don't know if it's going to be the same 
Uh, knowing Nintendo, it's probably going to be like an elevated version of that in some way. Um, we didn't really get enough footage for me to infer what exactly they changed about it. Um, maybe you caught something that I didn't. I feel like the battle systems are going to be the same for the most part with some sort of modifier on it. Um, mm. If anything, I think the origami system will play yeah. some sort of part. Like part of me thought that it would use, be used as like a, like different forms of mm. characters, but then also considering that the narrative says that origamis are essentially like bad things or like villains in this game, maybe it's mm. more like the villains transform using origamis uh, to get stronger or something like that. Right. Uh, but in terms of the battle system on RN, I think it's going to be very similar, if not for maybe like some sort of pun with the origamis in there or something. Yeah. Maybe you like reshape items to, to work differently during battles or something. Yeah, like maybe that's like the level up system for like mm. your weapon or something or your, your attacks. Um, and also, I mean, you, you mentioned that it seems more like the origami thing is more for the bad guys. Yeah. Uh, this game or this franchise has a history of like, characters that we traditionally view as bad and turning them into comrades, right? Like, yeah, and it seems like Bowser's on our side this time and we're, yeah. like, against Peach or and the origami king. Maybe it isn't right. Peach. Maybe it's, like, someone else pretending to be Peach. Mm-hmm. Maybe Bowser and Peach Freaky Fridays. <laughs> we just don't know it yet, dude. Maybe, maybe. Um, and then Chris DeBute continued and said, if you played Color Splash, did you like the cards in the battle system? I didn't hate it, but it wasn't. But I wasn't in love with it. Uh, with the new Paper Mario game being true for Mario's 35th anniversary leak, how do you think the rest of the leak slash rumors will hold up now? Um, so yeah, we, we talked a little bit about that. I'm not a huge fan of the, the other battle systems. It was just there, you know? Like, it's kind of how I feel about the Pokemon battle system. Where it's like, it's fine, but I'm mostly here for everything else <laughs> in Pokemon uh, than the, like, the, um, the battle system. I'm not like, I'm playing this because I feel challenged by the battle. It's like, I'm playing this because I like the world and the characters in this game. Yeah. I think I feel the same way. I think I toler- tolerated the battle systems, but I didn't hate it as much as like everyone else seemed to. Yeah. Um, I think it's fine. I think it's just like another alternative, but I think there are better executions of it. And I would agree that with most people that it's like the first two games. But I mean, I'm excited to see how they interpret this one. It seems like it's going to be similar to the very first two games. But I, knowing Nintendo, I know there's like some sort of like spin on it this time there has to be some, yeah. something with the origami thing they did something different like they they had to um especially since, like this paper mario game feels like it's on that trend of like the other like big releases i don't know if this is their holiday play i kind of doubt it because this is a july game yeah um, i mean we're also like what less than two months away yeah or exactly. just, just about two months away so like either way we'll find out what this is like very soon yeah that's true um if we do end up getting some sort of like e3 replacement i know they said that uh they're not doing anything or there's uh rumors i guess i don't know if they directly announced no it was definitely it was a rumor but i mean a rumor that they're not doing anything in june as a placeholder for e3 but i'm sure i I guess that's not sure to give away that they're not doing anything at all because i mean that was a week ago and then the following week they announced we got so yeah exactly um so maybe we'll find out more in detail what this game is around then Mm -hmm. uh sorry says, how would you rank the old Paper Marios and what mechanics do you hope make a return or are left out? Oh, uh, well, to, uh, to answer the rest of Chris DeBute's question before we go into that, she said, how do you think the rest of the rumors will play out? Um, I don't know. I th- like, I think that they're more likely now, but I still don't... Uh, she said, hold up, hold up now, not play out. Um, but I still don't know how they're going to like execute it, you know? 
Um, like, I don't know if they're going to do like a um, all-stars pack or something like that, right? Or if they're going to release all of them separately or bundle some of them strategically where it's like, oh, you'll get Mario Galaxy 1 and 2 in one bundle. And you'll the get- initial rumors say it would be like remakes, right? Yeah. Like, like full-blown remakes? Yeah. Well, they said, I think they said some of them would be full-blown remakes and then others, it, they were more cagey about it. Like, um, mm. we could maybe see like the Galaxy games and they just be like the Nvidia Shield ports. You know, mm-hmm. how they're just, like, uprest. Yeah. So. I don't know. I always assumed that Nintendo would just do, like, the like the Kirby collection or this All-Stars thing where it's just, like, quote-unquote, the ROMs or the ISOs. Yeah. Just in a bundle with a very nice UI presentation. That's what uh, I figured, too. Like, if yeah. they're going to release them all separately, then it will probably be, like, more so the full-blown, like, remakes. Maybe not so much... Uh, Let's see. Maybe not so much like Final Fantasy VII levels of remake, but more so like Wind Waker, where they like change out some textures and some light yeah, effects. It, I, think, I think it'd be like uh like the Final Fantasy VII classic port onto new consoles, where yeah. it's just like you know it's HD and right. you can like fast forward through text, but you know quality of life changes to the game itself. Mm-hmm. Like uh, if, that, I, if, that, I, if that was if we get them all in one thing, that's definitely what it's going to be. There's no way they completely remake anything and bundle it all like that. Those are sixty dollar releases. In, in yeah, it, it seems weird for them to also release like them individually for like ten to twenty dollars. It seems like yeah. more like they would release them all under sixty dollars. Right. Uh, so that's that one. And then Sardi said about uh, how we rank the old Paper Mario's. Um. I don't know. I th- I think that it's just kind of tears. I think that uh, I went. There's no real way for me to say like I don't know which one I prefer more out of the N64 one and the GameCube one, but those are my two favorite ones. And then I would say Super Paper Mario, and then Color Splash, and then Sticker Star. <laughs> I think I'm in the same order. Wasn't there also a Paper Mario Cross Mario and Luigi RPG game on 3DS? Oh uh, yeah, I never played that one though, so I can't me either. <laughs> me I, can't, either. I can't. I can't count that one. I can't. I can't rank that. Um, so we'll, we'll, uh, have to leave that up to the comments to decide where that goes. Yeah. But uh, I think we think we have a similar ranking. That's exactly what I would do. But okay. uh, I guess I want to point that out in case anyone's like, you forgot the other one. So it's unanimous. Yeah. Cause like, I didn't, like, I wasn't even thinking about that. And it's funny because it's like, I saw somebody tweet about that game right before we started recording when mm-hmm. they were like, Oh, anybody remember this? Like, uh, and they, they weren't really like saying like, Oh, this one was good or anything like that. But they were more so like gesturing, like, hey what happens to the mario and luigi series you know like that that whole thing yeah for me I, for one recent thing i forgot was like that there was two uh woolly yoshi games or like quote unquote like in the same woolly world universe yoshi oh games. you're talking about like the wii u one and then they, they yeah i, to, I completely uh, forgot that yeah. they're like different games are they i didn't even yeah. know that i thought that it's, it was just like the same world game with some world. extra no oh, it's too yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah, i yeah. forgot that that existed and then okay. the woolly world i think came in the 3ds yeah, yeah yeah that's what i thought you were saying i thought you were saying that uh you you didn't know that there were two woolly world releases but you're yeah. saying that you didn't know that there was crafted world and also woolly world yeah i just like i forgot i think i forgot woolly world existed for a while yeah I never it's, played. I never played it on 3DS, uh, but I did play Woolly World on Wii U. So I think there was like mm. some extra content in the 3DS one, like they added Poochie or something like that mm. um, in the 3DS one. But I don't. I, I didn't play that. Um, 
there's a trend here. I don't really play 3DS <laughs> games that much. <laughs> I just gave mine away to my sister. Like, oh my! I still have my 3DS over there somewhere. Because um, it's really just like a, a console with all my review copies downloaded onto it, and mm. she's been wanting to play Animal Crossing, so I just gave her that in New Leaf. And then that, see, that's download. huge. That's huge. Like, do people like line up for your stuff that the way that they do me, <laughs> where, it's, where <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh, you you get all these like free games or whatever. Like, when you're done with this console, can I have it? <laughs> Pretty much any time I get a multiplayer game that uh when a company sends me two copies of a game because it's a primarily focused multiplayer game yeah. someone will ask for the other copy right like uh now because of how our channel works that's like automatically like parker's thing so like whenever it's yeah. a pokemon thing because you know pokemon two versions yeah. usually send to uh it's like okay well the other one's gonna go that's to the most common one i think people fight over my my extra copy of pokemon, pokemon. yeah I I found that the best use that you can make of that is to give it to another content creator, <laughs> so Pretty that you much. can like collaborate with it in in some way. Um, mm-hmm. But we're on a tangent. Is there any other Mario Paper Mario stuff? Uh, Huddy Bear says, from looking at the trailer, what were your thoughts on Paper Mario the Origami King? We kind of broke that down. Cautiously uh, optimistic for it. Yeah. Cowboy, Cowboy D5 says, with the Easter egg of the Samus helmet at the end of the Paper Mario trailer, do you think that this was supposed to be a part of a direct and this trailer preceded some kind of Metroid announcement? And if so, what do you predict it would have been? Also, will we see that hypothetical Metroid announcement slash trailer this, uh, this year? Uh... I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say Prime Collection Port, and I'm yeah. gonna say this the year. Prime Trilogy. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you watch the ending to that trailer, it seems oddly cut, where it just kind of fades to black, and they just really just logo share. Yeah. And then it cuts to the gag. It seems right. like that part was very cut out. Uh, you know, it was meant to be part of a direct, where normally it would fade out, and you do like the animation, you know, like the date, slide out the delay, the date, and everything. That's like uh, a one more thing sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. transition. Yeah. It seems oddly cut from a video editor standpoint. So I would say, yes, it feels like it was supposed to be a gag into something else or prelude to something else. Yeah. Um, also, like, it, I think it's all in the placement for sure. Because like, if that was just like interspliced in the, in the, like the trailer, like in the middle of it or whatever, it's like, oh, that's a very like Paper Mario sort of thing to be like referential of other Nintendo things. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wouldn't really surprise me, but it's definitely since it was at the end and it does, like you said, seem like an edited thing where they're like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, let's drop this in here so we can transition and say, oh, one more thing, Metroid Prime Trilogy. And then maybe like, um, I think the announcement could have possibly been some sort of update, like the main thing of it been like an update on Metroid Prime 4 um saying that hey it still weighs out but at least here's like a target render or whatever and then while you wait here's the prime trilogy um because i don't know if the prime trilogy is like enough to like be the ender of a direct you know Mm -hmm. um so i think if they were to do that then it probably has some type of prime 4 update and then they package that together with the trilogy um, and if that's already ready and that's something that they were going to announce in a direct, I think we'll probably see it this year for sure. Yeah, I think this summer you'll be seeing a lot of ports in general on Switch from Nintendo. Yeah. Yup. Um, is that all the Paper Mario questions? 
Uh, yeah, so. that's all the like direct like Paper Mario stuff. So yeah, we'll come we'll come back to the questions in the Q and A segment. But that's all the Paper Mario stuff. Uh, moving on to speaking of ports, <laughs> there's <laughs> another rumor that's been floating around for a while now. Um, I remember like Pierce Schneider like gestured towards towards it being like yeah like this hey man this is happening. Um, Pikmin three. There's rumors that we'll get a deluxe edition on Switch. Um, I'll ask you the same thing I asked about uh, Paper Mario. Are you big on Paper Mario? I mean, on Pikmin? Uh, I love like, Pikmin. I think oh, okay. Pikmin 3 was awesome. Uh, yeah. I think, oddly enough, it had one of my favorite multiplayers in a Nintendo game, which is mm. like something that series isn't really known for. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I heard about this rumor, like I want to say like two years ago. And mm. the way I know Nintendo works in the background is that they tend to finish projects pretty early on, but then yeah. sit on the project's to sort of market them and you know schedule hype or stuff for around the yeah. around the council so i wouldn't be surprised if this game has been done since last year and we'll probably see it later this year um but like i'm 100 percent sure this is going to be made yeah i i think it's kind of weird uh well so before the switch came out right there was like all those rumors that like a lot of the wii u games would get some sort of like enhanced ports like uh mario maker was one of those games platoon was one of those games pokken was one of those games smash Bros. Mm -hmm. was one of those games uh i think the idea of pikmin might have been floated but pikmin 3 it seems like a weird thing to put on switch just because like it's pikmin 3 and not like a pikmin collection or something like that right um See, i would, I would like, think uh i mean because they did come out to the game here i would say i would think pikmin 3 more than the first two because it had the gamepad controls yeah, in mind. yeah right but then i mean you could also argue that one and two came out on the gamecube but then like the better version of those came out for the wii because of the pointer controls right um, yeah, and I, I think Pikmin 3 makes sense because it's the best example, at least from what I've experienced, it's the best example of the franchise. But I would just think with how their marketing usually works, that if they were to do something like this, they would do all three because it just seems weird to put the third version of something on a platform and just that. That just seems mm -hmm. like a, a strange choice to make. Like It would be like if they, um, well, I guess they kind of did that with Donkey Kong, Tropical Freeze, but Donkey Kong mm -hmm. and Tropical Freeze is like, I think it's different. Because it's not Donkey Kong number six or whatever, right? It's Donkey Kong subtitle. <laughs> yeah, they, I think if anything, you'll probably see like maybe new maps. I think the yeah. last thing that came out of that game was like a free DLC Christmas map for Bingo Battle or something like that. Mm. Um, and that was like the year it came out. Um, so maybe we'll see something, maybe like a Splatoon map or something. I don't know. Something that... Integrates with another franchise. You think we sort. might see like a co-op mode? I think that that's pretty big on like Switch versions. I'm pretty sure there was a co-op mode. Was it because you could play with more? Because than... I know you could do multiplayer, but I didn't know if there was a co-op mode for like the story, uh, like the, the campaign. And I, I don't think it was co-op, but you could definitely switch between yeah multiple that, characters. Which right, was, like, the that whole was thing like the thing because yeah. like uh, Alf and Charlie and Brittany. I think yeah, they were all you know alpha beta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the I think it, the last one was Britney, but I'm yeah. not positive. <laughs> but I mean, uh, they're also all in Smash, I think, right? So, um, I think so. Is Charlie in Smash? I know Alf is. All, all, is. I know Olimar is. No, no, it is just Alf. No, no. I, I was like for some reason I really just like thought it was all three of them. No, it's just Alf. 
it might have just they might just have like like spirits or yeah. something but i know for sure alf's in there because that's like a bit and uh like competitive smash uh like the top olimar player the buzz or whatever mm. he's he's like nah i'm not playing olimar no more olimar is a mid-tier i'm playing alf <laughs> because alf's top tier or whatever like <laughs> i so i know alf is in the game just for that reason um but outside of that yeah pigman i'm down i'll get this game especially if they add something like a co-op thing i don't remember if the multiplayer was online or not was it um i don't think so it was local only so make it online (laughs) uh put a co-op campaign in there and i'm down or not a co-op campaign but add co-op to the campaign because it just makes sense with how the the game is structured But yeah, that's Pikmin. And also, uh, do you think that that says anything to like the whole Pikmin 4 rumors and how that's done? Because like, that would be so weird. It would be so weird. Part of me thinks that Pikmin 4 would just hate Pikmin and they just never clarified. But the, the thing that, about that was he specifically, like in a more recent, it was like in 2017 or whatever. When they he did promoting. say specifically Pikmin 4, yeah. Yeah, like uh, they were promoting Hey Pikmin. And then he was like, oh yeah, and Hey Pikmin. I mean, and Pikmin 4 is done or whatever and i think he mentioned something about it yeah he's like it's practically on done. wii u yeah, yeah. like he, it was like a console thing it wasn't like hey pikmin is something different i'm making pikmin 4 it's maybe pretty we'll much just see aspects of it integrated into this port just like we saw what was it project giant robot essentially mm, yeah, become uh, toy cons yeah right. and also yeah Star Fox. yeah okay so I tell you, you know, maybe the, it's the sort of thing that like is done and they're sitting on it or they're thinking about sitting on it and like maybe it'll polish it up if this yeah. does really well and then release it mm-hmm. like, you know, testing the waters. Um, exactly. But yeah, that's that. That's that rumor. <laughs> I mentioned Smash Brothers for a little bit. <laughs> uh, and speaking of Smash Brothers, Nintendo. Well, I don't know. See, the thing is like uh, Parker, he he did this lineup and uh, this uh the show notes for this episode mm-hmm. and he put in the headline that nintendo removed smash i don't know that's not confirmed it's just not there we don't know why it's not there uh a lot of the smash community assumes that it's not there because the smash brothers online is not great um and that seems to be backed up by a lot of the other games that are also not in evo online yeah um, i think this is more like evo is called this than nintendo yeah uh I mean, it makes sense. Uh, I mean, I think you play Smash a lot, right? You've, you've seen yeah. the online play. I think if you're right, I think it speaks for itself pretty much. That it's not it's great. Not always entirely <laughs> reliable. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it's like the writing is on the wall. It mm-hmm. makes sense. Obviously, someone someone needs to improve on their online service. And yeah. uh, if they don't, then they're not going to be on these online fighting game tournaments. And like, I think that for the most part, these games that are on this list are like you know more beloved for their online modes some of them people still don't really like that much like i hear people are like dragon ball fighters is meh online um the uh, what what game is that no grand blue fantasy versus i think that's new like that's a new game isn't it Mm -hmm. um so we don't even know about that sam show is like meh uh, I think so. Caliber, they say, is like passable. Like none of these games are like get glowing reviews for their online play uh, because they're fighting games, and fighting games are just inherently just by how they work, um, not really reliable online, and nearly as reliable as they are locally because they're all based on like you know down to the second, down to the nanosecond inputs, you know. So it's yeah. not really like physically possible to get that completely right online. 
Um, but Smash Brothers is like a particularly bad example of this. Um, and I think that it's kind of like exaggerated a little bit because it, it like it still lives off of like the perception from Brawl, which was awful. Like Smash yeah. Smash Ultimate is pretty bad uh, in the worst case scenarios. But if you're playing against somebody that's like local, uh, like they they have their like Ethernet plugged in and like their internet's pretty good, you can get a decent enough session. Um, yeah, I mean, I've had solid matches with friends that live in Osaka and right. I live in California. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not very close, uh, but I think it works as long as, you know, the people have stable internet. And presumably, like, if you're doing an Evo tournament, the people entering would, you know, want to have stable internet or would yeah. have stable internet. So Especially if it's like, I don't know how they're doing because they, they just really announced the, the lineup. We don't know anything mm-hmm. as far as like in the days that the tournaments are happening, but we don't know anything about payout. We don't know if it even costs anything to enter yet. Um, yeah. So, like, if somebody is paying for uh, playing for a what twenty thousand dollar prize pool, they're not going to be happy if they lost to a laggy Luigi. You know, yeah. like that's not going to be a, a thing that's going to look good on Evo or Nintendo, really. Um, but I almost like I I don't know if this is a good or bad thing for fans of Smash Brothers, right? Like, I don't think Nintendo cares. You know, like, I don't think they're like, oh, we got left out of Evo. We got to fix our online, right? I think that it would almost be more likely that they would feel like that if they were included in Evo and they looked bad because of it. Yeah, I think also, too, Evo in itself this year just feels, I don't want to say pity, uh, pitiful, but, like, it, this feels more like an accommodation. Like, hey, we know people are looking forward to this, and so we're going to try our best to do something. But, yeah. this, I mean, it doesn't feel like like this was not necessarily taken seriously, but it feels more like, you know, it's just like an accommodation to yeah. people who are really looking forward to this event. In the same it's like, it's like a consolation prize. It's like, yeah, exactly. you can't do so, this. So like, I see a lot of friends who are into like, uh, you know, festivals and music festivals and you know, all of those are canceled this year, but a lot of them are just like live streaming their sets, which mm-hmm. obviously isn't as great as, you know, being in person, but it's more like accommodation for their fans and stuff. I think right. the same message here at Evo. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. I'm pretty sad about it. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I don't keep up with the fighting game community at large, but I'm really big into like competitive Smash, and I usually watch like all the Smash tournaments, like the majors and stuff like that. And like, I have favorite players, and like, you know, like just the storylines that happen within the Smash community, and just watching the tournaments that have happened online. It's so sad, dude. It's so sad because the characters that rise to the top are completely different from the ones that rise to the top locally and it's for gimmicky reasons so it just feels like a waste of time watching this it's always yeah. like some sort of sonic or like a rob or like you know like the characters that don't really uh rely on like quick inputs and like counterplay and stuff like mm-hmm. that they just play their game and you as a fighter against them have to play their game with them <laughs> rather than like playing neutral like normal and like all that you know fighting game stuff um, yeah i mean those, the most recent thing i saw uh because i feel like i'm very late to FGC in terms of like when things happen I usually mm-hmm. end up learning about things on my Twitter timeline but the last thing I saw was like uh, I forgot who it was but someone was like stalling as a Sonic character and oh, like, yeah, using yeah, the excuse yeah. as like to deteriorate the mental like oh no you're, see, you're, you're up to you're up to date because that's yeah, you so that, <laughs> I was like that Jesus that's oh my gosh it's so like meta like it seems like way too intricate 
uh, in terms of like a tactic in fighting games, it just seems like that's it's it's so toxic, dude. It's so toxic because and that that video was tone deaf because that guy is just sitting there and he thinks he's like the coolest guy. I feel in like the that world. is an accurate username. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> You're too slow. Yeah. 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 Uh, but uh, I mean, I mean, I, part of me wishes that they put smash and evo just so nintendo uh, would have a, a public standing reason to be like yeah fix your online did you see like that whole video or whatever yeah. from the uh the tournament where um ah oh, what's the guy's name the caster jordan mm. uh jordan i don't remember his last name but they they like cut into the middle of an online tournament match to be like hey i know this looks laggy but that's a recording issue that's not a gameplay issue the players aren't experiencing this everything's great and when this game comes out it's going to be great for you or whatever right um and the other casters that are like smash brothers personalities like vicky mm. kitty and tof i think was the other one that was there um are looking at him like sure yeah like we we can't say anything because we'll get in trouble but i guess so uh i think that if this was shown off in that way like the fighter you know like the Mm. competitive fighters playing in evo would not like do that you know like they're going to be very upfront about the fact that the game plays like garbage online yeah if anything it would would put a spotlight at nintendo but for the worst reasons and if anything it'll get them to do something yeah it would be pressure but now them not being in Evo, I feel like is a sigh of relief for them more than anything because they didn't really want to be in Evo in the first place. Mm-hmm. So sad times, sad times. That's it for the news, though. Oh, no, we actually have one <laughs> no, more we thing. We have one more thing. Unreal Engine 5. Did you see all this stuff? Like, were, were you like uh, watching it live or did you catch it? Well, actually, we have two things. But or did you catch like the live stream? Because I didn't see the live stream. I watched like I watched it post. So I watched it like I watched the vod of it. Um, this was was this also Thursday? Uh, I think this was Wednesday. I feel like so much stuff happened. It was like the Tony Hawk news. This yeah, like Tony so- Hawk. I think Tony Hawk was Tuesday. Uh, this was Wednesday, and uh, the you know Paper Mario and Ghost of Tsushima and all that stuff was yeah, Thursday. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I did see it. It looks cool. Uh, I mean, it's impressive. I love the little changes to the engine. Um, I, I, the thing I was more sh- most shocked about, it seems like a lot of people were surprised it's supported on Switch, which, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, of course it is. It's probably just not going to be as nice as yeah, other like it's platforms, not look, obviously. Look like this. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited for it. I think the thing I was initially most excited for, which is, isn't even the engine itself, was but the policy change with Unreal 4, which was, I think before you would have to pay to remove the Unreal Engine look at the beginning of your game, or mm-hmm. uh, you would pay a commission or like, like a licensing sort of, fee. Yeah, a licensing fee uh, to Epic for using their engine in, let's say, an indie game or something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a AAA publishers and they'll probably just pay the fee or something and get rid of the engine right. logo or something. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of indie game developers, they would rather just keep the logo and, you know, avoid the fees. And I think what's good is that with the release of Unreal 5, Unreal 4 is like completely free uh, mm-hmm. up until the first million dollars, which if you're an indie game developer, probably never going to make a million dollars on a game uh, unless you're like Stardew Valley or something. Yeah. So I think uh, from a business standpoint, I think it's really good for indie game developers who, uh, you know, if they don't expect to make enough money to, you know, break even or make a profit, uh, they can use Unreal Engine 4 without like having to worry about commission fees or licensing mm. fees. It's a much smaller risk 
to mm-hmm. to invest in making a game with Unreal Engine Five, um, which I think like they benefit from regardless, and that really, that that helps un, uh, that helps Epic in the sense that like them getting their first million dollars is like like Trump change compared to the marketing that they get from being able to say like we support our indies and like there's developers and stuff that would never take a risk on making a game and you get to play that game now because we lowered the cost of entry to that developer. Um, I think that that can be more valuable to them in the long run than getting a million dollars every once in a while from, you know, or a couple hundred thousand dollars from a couple small indie developers, you know? Yeah, I mean, arguably this only it really affects like companies like Square Enix who used Unreal for Final Fantasy VII. And then, you know, for those companies, they can take that hit. Uh, And for the indies, this is better because like I had a father email me their indie game on Steam that launched this week. And his bio was like, you know, I just turned 30. I'm about to have my first kid and me and my best friend made this game. Uh, And then, if you know, in the instance that they were using Unreal Engine 4, this would be great because they wouldn't have to cover any of the licensing fees. So I think it's more meant for those smaller people who are just like a one to two person team. Right. And their indie game studio is their garage at their house or something. Mm -hmm. That's sick. Um, but as far as like, I don't know, we, we don't really know too much about like what this means for switch. So I guess like on that end, we don't really have to cover like the ins and outs of it, but I, I guess like impressions, like visually, were you like, cause I'm, we talked about this on the last episode of our podcast where it's like the Xbox series X reveal stuff. is kind of underwhelming for me because it feels like. Um, like everybody that like, you know, like Jeff Keeley's and Phil Spencer's and stuff like that, like people that have seen next gen and stuff like that, they're Mm. really hyping up like the visual fidelity and stuff like that is really like a huge jump and all this other stuff. Right. And as far as like what we see, doesn't really feel like that to me. It feels like, like it's a noticeable jump for sure, but it's Mm. definitely not like, you know, like standard definition to high definition or even like playstation 3 to playstation 4 and this kind of underscored that for me more than anything because like jeff Keeley, he retweeted ign's article about how like next gen is not going to be as much about the graphics and don't expect like a huge graphics jump and then he retweeted it and was like this didn't age well or whatever and i'm like did it not? <laughs> I, I, I feel like it, it aged pretty, pretty great. You know, like th- this, this uh, kind of just reiterated what I already thought about this. And it, it's kind of like, even in their like uh, messaging, the Unreal trailers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at every new iteration of Unreal Engine and when they release these new tech demos, it feels like the new, um, like, you know, like, uh, book uh, like box cover like features or whatever the stuff that they like have sections of the video for like this is how ambient occlusion works and stuff like that that list gets smaller and smaller with every new iteration with this tech demo they highlighted two two new features and they were both pertaining to lighting more or less um so it's like and that's neat and people are going to be able to game uh, make games that look better and all that stuff and that's great um but it doesn't feel like this huge jump that they're marketing it as yeah i think um i don't think you'll see the differences in next gen up until late 2021 uh because a lot of these games like a lot of the third-party games will be Mm cross-gen and that's why you see like smart delivery as a feature on series x right uh and that goes for most of the third-party stuff. For the first-party stuff, you probably, on PlayStation, you won't see at the get-go. Uh, 
between like the people I know working in the industry, I've heard there's a Ratchet and Clank game going to be coming up pretty early on in PS5. Mm-hmm. Um, from the, I think it's the Insomniac Studio in North Carolina. Right. But uh, that's the main one, right? No, I think the main one's Burbank. Is Burbank it? is working on Spider-Man oh, too, okay. as far as I know. Um, but I don't think you'll see very big developments up until the first party games. And like uh, Microsoft or Phil Spencer specifically said that games like Hellblade 2 uh, are running on Unreal Engine 2. And considering that game or that engine isn't out technically until 2021, I don't expect... You mean you mean Unreal Engine also? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, Unreal yeah, Engine yeah, Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, just a, just a, it won't be out yeah. till next year. Right. Um, and I think if you go back to see like the trailer for Hellblade uh, 2, you'll see like the photorealism of like the facial animations of the main character, Setsuna. Uh, right. And I, mean, I think it goes par and par with uh, the demo we saw for Unreal 5 on PS5. Mm. Uh, but again, I don't think we'll see that till late next year. Um, and a lot of like the games coming out at launch and in the first six months are going to be games that like are also on Xbox One X and PS4, but run at higher resolutions and maybe better frame rates on next gen. Mm-hmm. And then as far as like the Unreal Engine 5 stuff for Switch specifically, I'm thinking that it'll probably be less about like the new graphical stuff that we'll expect to see and stuff like that. And more so just making it easier to take the games, the next gen games that will benefit from that and then scaling them down for Switch. And it'll like, in a, like a trickle down sort of way, it'll look better than it did on Unreal Engine 4 just because of like optimization and stuff like that. Um, but it definitely won't be like, like anything like we're getting like per pixel shading and stuff like that you know exactly it's like uh i mean i don't know what did hellblade one run on but if it was unreal engine 4 we saw that game come to switch you know to some smaller scale right and i'm not saying like expect you know the quality of like this tech demo on switch but maybe right. expect like snake pass 2 on switch running on unreal 5 right but more indies pretty much rather than like next gen or Next-gen titles killed down. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, so I think that's all the Unreal Engine 5 stuff that's relevant to mm-hmm. us. Uh, so we can move to the May NES and SNES games. Yeah. Um, well, any thoughts on these? I, like, I don't know, man. I think that there's still so many. Like, NES, they're scraping the bottom of the barrel. There's not that many games that they can put on here. That's like, okay, I guess, like, what? Like, Earthbound Beginnings in the in the West? Um, mm-hmm. They can put that on there for NES. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, I don't know. It's just a lot of third-party stuff that we're probably not going to get because third parties would rather, like, do their own collections and stuff like that. Yeah, I think um, the only SNES, thing I was though, interested in this release was, like, Penal de Pond, which is, I'm assuming they're attempt to get something like tetris in this without having to license out tetris yeah as their service which i mean i don't even know if they would have like how excited would people be yeah exactly how excited would people be if they put tetris on there because you already get tetris for free as a switch Mm -hmm. online subscriber um which i mean you don't get like single player tetris unless you pay the like ten dollars or whatever yeah you have to buy the dlc yeah but I don't know. Like the Wild Guns is the other game for the SNES, and then uh, oh no, there's three games. Yeah, and then Operation Logic Bomb, which I've mm-hmm. never heard of either one of those games. <laughs> uh, have you? Nope. I've really paneled upon like the one game I, I really can pick out of these games because I played it a pretty pretty a few times, pretty much. Uh, but nothing I'm too familiar with other than that. And it seems like on the Japan side, they're just catching up to us with like Super Punch Out Brother coming out in Japan. 
Mm. Well, that I mean, that's more hype. <laughs> I yeah. think Super Punch Out is like a, a known quantity, you know. Well, maybe it's not there. I don't know how big Punch Out yeah. is as a product. But that was like a, a first a first month release, I think, for us. When yeah, that came out. Right. So I think it's just, they're just catching up on more of the first party stuff in Japan. Where's Donkey Kong here. Country at? <laughs> you know. I wonder if that's more like a thing to like if they're trying to emulate the uh, the Super Effects chip. Oh uh, yeah. Well, the um, Yoshi's Island's on there. Oh, that's true. And Star Fox. Yeah, Star Fox too. The yeah. Star Fox too. So like, I don't, I don't know, man. That's that's kind of that's kind of sad because there's a lot of SNES stuff that they could still release that would be hype, but they're not really. Yeah, doing I mean, it. there's they they release a lot of first party stuff, but there's still a lot of stuff they can do. Right. NES, not so much. Uh, but the NES games, Rygar, I've heard of it, never played it. Um, and then pff, that was it for NES. Yeah, pretty much. So. If anybody wants to play Rygar and uh, freaking wild uh, wild guns, there you go. There you go. Just keep playing F Zero. You know, <laughs> just just like play Star Fox or Yoshi's Island. Um, there's a lot of games already on there, but it, it's it's kind of sad that like they it felt like when they changed their release schedule that it would be for the better and they would like only release stuff when it was when they could release mm-hmm. stuff that would matter to us you know um, yes, they just bring up the n64 really games already yeah that too that too <laughs> which would you rather if they were to do that would you rather them like come out with like a couple and then like release when they update them release hype ones or do the same thing that they're doing now and like give us 20 that are pretty hype in the beginning and then give us like one every four months that's like oh yeah i know what that game is well assuming they keep the online thing where they integrate online online into the multiplayer ones like i think it'd be fine if they release like them more sparingly like if you yeah. get smash 64 in the first month and then but you think a few that we later, get four players for that i would hope so but I mean, it'd be cool to play like multiplayer online multiplayer Smash Kart and like the Pokemon yeah. Stadium games. Yeah, that would be. I'd, I'd be so down for that. <laughs> I would love to do that. I've been wanting to play like the original Smash Brothers because I I randomly got the urge to play Smash Four like a couple months ago, and I was like, oof, this is rough. <laughs> uh, so then, like even more recent than that, I played Brawl for a little bit, and I was like, oof, this is also kind of rough, but it feels better uh, than Smash Four, oddly enough. Um, so Smash, I want to, I want to like play Smash 64 again to refresh my memory, mm-hmm. uh, and doing that on Switch would just make my life easier. I don't gotta like mess with like getting old systems, working on modern TVs and stuff like that. I don't even yeah. gotta think about that. But eh, whenever we get that, is whenever we get that. I don't know if they're uh, if that's a huge focus for them right now, which is disappointing. But it is what it is. And that's the news. Uh, it's weird because, like, a couple weeks ago we said, uh, and I brought this up again last week, that it's weird because we said, hey, uh, this pandemic stuff is happening. We're probably not going to get a lot of news. And then every week we get a lot of news. So hopefully that trend keeps up. And then next week we get an announcement for Pikmin. <laughs> that would be hype. We'll uh, have a new rumor, too. That true, yeah. Like it'll come out. We'll get another game, and then another rumor will pop up, or it'll just be like a piece of the rumors that we already have, and then it's like, okay, if that one happened, then this one's probably going to happen too. But that's that. On that, now we can talk about my video, which was about games that Animal Crossing fans could play, and it's specifically titled Animal Crossing New Horizons fans because, like, those are like the people that bought a Switch 
for that game. Like just because Animal Crossing had a lot of hype and it's like the sort of thing that like you just need to have it right now. You know, it's the Pokemon Go of freaking the COVID-19 <laughs> uh, fiasco, you know? Yeah. Um, so I just thought it would be a good idea to be like, hey, you're probably not a gamer if you bought a Switch just for this game. Here's some other games you probably would enjoy. Uh, And people commented on that with suggestions of games that they also think that people that are not gamers would comment on. But also, no, hold on. First, I want to bring up the fact that, like, I know I knew when making this video that it would be a minefield because gamers do not like when you make videos about video games that are not targeted specifically at them. (laughs) Uh, so like a, a thing that um, Nintendo focused on when, in their uh, Q&A section of their um, financial briefing uh, mm-hmm. was how Animal Crossing really bolstered the female demographics for Switch. Yeah, um, I mean, so, I bought my girlfriend a Switch Lite and a copy of Animal Crossing. Yeah, just for and Animal I've, Crossing. Been seeing, I've been seeing your escapades in that. I've been seeing the Instagram posts <laughs> and stuff like that. Fun stuff. So I was like, um, I was like, yeah. So given that, I want to look at like other uh, studies on like the female gamer market of like what they gravitate towards and talk about that. And then also just tangentially with like the value of Animal Crossing, like what the motivators are for playing through that game for people mm-hmm. in general um, and say like, okay, these games have similar motivators to those. Um, there was... A couple of commenters, they were like, oh, this is social justice warrior stuff. Like, uh, why would you make this? You're pandering, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, I, I just want more people to play video games. And you, as a person that subscribed to a Nintendo YouTuber, probably know most of these games, you know? Like, you're probably yeah. already playing the games that I would say, like, hey, check this out. Or the franchises, specifically, because uh, Nintendo talked about making new games and existing yeah. franchises. Um, so like you already know that Pikmin would be a game that you would probably like if you like this game, you know, like that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so that, that was something that I wanted to address on that because we had a lot of, uh, well, a a decent amount of people comment and that's like, oh, this was, uh, this didn't give me any suggestions or whatever. Right. It's like, yeah, because you had a switch and you didn't buy a switch because you heard that animal crossing was a thing that existed yesterday. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, so Let's get into the comments. Mega Man 87, who is right here. What's up, Mega Man? Says, now, I know what you're thinking. Here's Mega Man harping on about Diddy Kong Racing again. However, I really believe that this would be a great release for casual players. Female demographic and pure nostalgia for a lot of people from the N64 era. The game provides the same style as Mario Kart, but in a different way cute looking characters just like animal crossing and they could expand on that character base as well the adventure mode in the original appealed to those completionist types oh yeah okay so he's he's like going down a checklist because like um there's a research firm that talked about like the key motivators for like uh the female demographic well just gamers in general but i focused on like these are the ones that how they rank with like women uh, mm-hmm. which is like um, they're really big on completion. So games like collectathons and stuff like that, um, they're really big on narrative. They're really big on characters. They're really big on design. So like being able to create your own character and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, completionist type types of players with the balloons and the multiplayer aspect was more competitive as unlike Mario Kart, if you're, <laughs> if you're coming last, there isn't really amazing power-ups you can get to get you back to first place at the very last second. 
Um, now, I would be happy with the remaster, but I think a total remake with some of the old levels will go down a re- go down a real treat. Oh, yeah, he's from New Zealand. Maybe that's a New Zealand thing. Thoughts? <laughs> I'm down for D- uh, Diddy Kong Racing, and I think I say this every time he brings up Diddy Kong Racing. I'm down. I'm not, a, like, a super fan of that game, but I'm interested. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Diddy Kong was more like a tactical-ish uh mario kart i guess in that sense sort of like how crash yeah. also came off as like a more tactical i was just about game. to say that this is more like a crash team racing like mm-hmm. <laughs> game uh especially like with the adventure mode and stuff like yeah, that. yeah and that's only really well and that came to switch too and i mean i don't know like the demographics or stuff but i mean i think it's a very casual game in the sense that it can come off as a party game and it can also be more competitive than something like mario kart yeah i mean just anecdotally uh whenever like uh when we went to pax it was like this whole thing um our friend uh dan cyber uh brought his wife with him to pax who's Mm -hmm. Alyssa? Alyssa be crazy on twitch check her out Uh, and we were just joking around about how like games like if you're going to like introduce uh, a spouse or like partner or a female friend or family member or whatever a game there's a few games that are just easy gimmies you can say hey check out stardew valley hey check out harvest moon Check out The Sims. Check out Animal Crossing. Mario Kart. Uh, and that became like a meme on uh, Wolf Den because, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Wolf Den, Bob Wolf and stuff like that. Um, Bob Wolf, his roommate, uh, when they were moving into the, their new apartment, he was like, yo, we got to like get a big TV for the babes. And then Bob was like, yeah, put the N64 in there because <laughs> they just every time they come over his house, like every time his friends come to his house, that's what the, the women want to play is n64 mario kart and that's what they're in for you know because like that's a game that they know it's an approachable game uh it's not too like gamer heavy you know like i gotta know all these inputs and be like really good at the game uh Mm -hmm. it's easy to to play so yeah i think diddy Kong racing has a similar appeal i think that it's probably uh harder Mm -hmm. for like a lack of a better term uh but it's it's approachable enough for sure uh dante hunt how do I? You know how I say that? I Lant. Lant. Huh? Say I think it's Lant. Lant. Okay. Uh, said if anything, I would recommend them to try out Rune Factory Four Special for farm. Is that like a? It's Rune Factory Four Special. He didn't capitalize that <laughs> for farming and building your town while having a story in in it as well. Uh, I would also recommend the Atair. Atair. Is that how I say that? Altier? Atelier? Atelier. That. That series <laughs> that makes you make items from alchemy. And it is a lighthearted RPG that has characters that have personal goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. RPGs, they were big in the, in the demographics and the, like, in those studies and stuff like that. It, was like top, it wasn't top five for genres. It was top ten. It was like number six was JRPGs. Mm. So that yeah, worked. Um, Quinn N says, as a female who bought the Switch for Animal Crossing New Horizons, I would recommend Little Dragon's Cafe, West of Loathing, Katamari Damacy Reroll, Downy Country, Donut Country, Downy Country, <laughs> uh, Untitled Goose Game, Oxenfree. I hope my comments, I mean, I hope my comment helps at least even just one person find a game they might like. Yeah, one of the games I bought my girlfriend was Katamari Damacy Reroll. So yeah. I can confirm that. Uh, and she also enjoyed uh, Goose Game and Donut County. Yeah, Goose Game, I think, is a really good game for that, for sure. Um, I never played Donut County. 
Uh, it's, I, it's also on uh, mobile devices. Yeah, yeah, that's where I first found out about it. it. It was like I I saw that game and I was like, I want to play that. And then I was like, I'll play it when it comes to Switch. And then it came to Switch, and then other stuff was happening. So I was like, eh, maybe later. Katamari, okay. uh, though, I'm down for that. I like that game. I think that's a great pick. Uh, Untitled Goose Game again, yes. That's that's a meme game. That's like a game that everybody needs to play just to understand the meme. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Oxen Free, that's a game that I, I don't know. I can't really say anything about that. Never played that. Hmm. Also, right now, if you have uh, a PC that can run games, uh, if you can get a coupon right now, I think that's like $10 off 15 or more on the Epic Game Store. And Until this game is 20 bucks on there. So you oh, can wow. get up for 10 bucks. I didn't even know it was on Epic Game Store. I knew it was on Xbox. Mm-hmm. PlayStation app? Is it on PlayStation? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on PlayStation. Because so. I remember Xbox like kind of like one up PlayStation's announcement. By saying like it's Game Pass, yeah, yeah, it's like it's they announced it on State of Play or something, it's a little mm-hmm. bit afterward or something, right? Um, so yeah, I think those are good recommendations. Angie Chan says, I think the best game Nintendo can introduce to the Switch is Nintendo Plus Cats or more. <laughs> it's not just for girl gamers, but also for the younger audience that Animal Crossing New Horizons has brought in. Simple, cute, and relaxing. Um, I agree. Um, I think that, like, as far as, like, like, the amount of people that were brought in by Animal Crossing, Nintendo made it sound like Animal Crossing uh, more so brought in, like, older gamers, funnily enough, mm-hmm. um, and mostly women. It was, like, uh, I think the breakdown overall for sales is, like, 60-40, so it's 60% men, 40% women, but then when they go into, like, the people that didn't own Switch beforehand, it's, like, women between the ages of, like, 20 and 30. Hmm. I mean, I, I, just based on like my Instagram feed of my friends who are like in their mid twenties, I can confirm that too. Yeah, same. Uh, so there's that. Uh, cool, cool. Returns. He. I mean, well, actually, yeah, yeah. We read a qu- uh, question from him from the Q and A segment. He returns and says, "If they bought a Switch for Animal Crossing: New Horizons, then casual, chill games are the obvious answer. I would recommend." Star. He has a long list. Stardew Valley, Little Dragons Cafe, but we have some. Uh, crossover here ring fit adventure moonlighter oh i should have said something about ring fit adventure but uh moonlighter super mario odyssey not very casual but still a chill game mm. um would you say super mario odyssey is not casual mm, i i had a friend uh whose friend or whose son is i think um on the spectrum slightly and mm. using the assist mode he was able to play and finish odyssey by himself and this kid's like six years old so okay i think it's yeah, I, think that, me, I, I think i think that game is like a middle ground it's like a, yeah. a happy medium yeah. uh pokemon is a very chill game as long as as long as too much dialogue doesn't get you impatient <laughs> uh captain toad treasure tracker I would say Yoshi's Crafted World, but I don't think that it's worth it. Oof, rip, dude. The upcoming Clubhouse games. And last but not least, Isabel's favorite, Doom. <laughs> That'd be wild. Like, what if, like, that marketing worked for, the like, the same audience that bought Animal Crossing, like, the new gamers and stuff like that? If they were like, oh, yeah, Doom Eternal is also a game that's recommended near this. I'm going to buy that, too. I think uh, when I got got Animal Crossing and Doom for review on the same day, so while my girlfriend was playing New Horizons, I was switching between Doom and Animal Crossing. Did you get get Doom through Bethesda or Nintendo? Bethesda. I don't think Eternal was out on Switch yet. Oh, yeah. So I was playing on uh, on Xbox. Um, Because I think uh, Dan Seibert, who I brought up before, I Mm. think he got it, but he got it early. Hmm. 
Because I don't, I don't think it's like I don't think there's even gameplay of it on Switch yet. Uh, they don't yeah, no, it's not. I, it's not on Switch. It's not on Switch. Yeah. But I was just thinking because I know Nintendo is uh, they they do early releases or early review copies a lot less often uh, yeah. than the publisher usually does. Mm-hmm. Um, so interesting. But yeah, that's it for my video. That's all the comments on that. So we can go to the last segment, which is Q and A. Now we got to sift through the questions that aren't uh, uh, that aren't Paper Mario ones. Uh, F Zero Kid Falcon, another regular here, says, "As a kid, what was your favorite and least favorite thing about school? My least favorite was lunch because the food was awful. My favorite thing was recess because our group of friends would trade Pokemon cards or play Game Boy games via cable, mostly Mario Bros. Deluxe. When the Game Boy Advance came out, we played Mario Kart Super Circuit." Hashtag F-Zero, Maximum Velocity, and Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire. It was a simpler time. I wasn't even allowed to play Game Boy and Game Boy Vans at school. Well, you get taken away, I think. Yeah. At least at my school. There was like certain days where they'd be like, everybody, like, this is game day. Everybody could bring their Game Boy or whatever. And certain teachers, like, um, once you finish your work, they were cool with it. Yeah. Um, but for recess and stuff like that, that was like a no go because people were like stealing Pokemon cards and stuff, so they, they just weren't allowed anymore. Um, but favorite thing about school, I think least favorite was probably waking up. I yeah, liked I liked school. I hated waking up. I I liked the more like creative classes, like art and like and I got later in school, school was like. Uh, music and stuff like that i liked those type of uh classes um mm. so i would probably say those are my favorite parts um least favorite i yeah i think i agree with you the waking up part is rough <laughs> it's rough yeah i guess i would agree i, I like the the more creative classes i took in high school like multimedia production and like cooking uh but that was until like my very last years of high school yeah like i i had like some i had music and art classes all throughout like school just mm. generally um but once i got into high school there were more like courses that were like basically like youtuber 101 uh yeah, I mean, so I those are so. those are cool um but that that was much later that wasn't really like game boy advance era you know mm. did it, it so but as far as like recess recess was meh i, I don't really feel like i ever that. actually played like during recess, I think I just walked and talked. Yeah, because like, especially like when you have recess, there's also like gym class, um, and I did a lot of that stuff in gym. So like, I don't want to like play stuff again. You know, it's like let's play more dodgeball at recess. So I was just chilling out and talking for recess most of the time, unless it was raining. Rain when it was raining that or snowing or whatever, it was hype. Because, oh, look at snow in California. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. And also rain, I guess. Yeah, um, it rains like once a year here. Yeah. Um, but for me, when it rained and snowed and we couldn't go outside, teachers were more likely to be like, yeah, man, play your Game Boy if you have it. <laughs> so that was cool. Uh, this is a Mario question. Oh, Parker. Parker's, Parker Parker's has a question. He said, if you were a video game, which one would you be? I think my answer is Persona. The next Persona. My, the, a lot of my friends, argue, yeah, my, a lot of my friends arguably have mentioned that I. It seems like I would be up for like just be another person again, character. yeah, <laughs> be like a confidant or something. Um, and I feel like I would agree based on like just a lot of things that happened in my life. So, I would say the Persona Five and or the next Persona game. 
I said hashtag Luis for Smash <laughs> Seven, I guess, <laughs> because this isn't Smash Six according to the Sakurai, uh, or this is Smash Six according to the Sakurai, I should say. Uh, Ultimate. As far as me, I don't know. Um, if I was a video game, what would I be? Hmm. I don't know. Mario Maker, <laughs> something that that's like just de- dedicated to making things in the game because that's just what I do <laughs> with my free time. If I'm not playing Smash, I'm making something. So probably something like that, <laughs> or dreams, or something. You know, something just all about creating things. Yeah. <laughs> I think we have the last question from Duncan. Duncan. Yeah. He says, yo, what is, the, uh, what is one genre that Nintendo hasn't stepped into that you'd like to see them try? And what franchise would you like to see them try it with? I think a four times four, four X. What is that? Four X strategy game like Civilization, but set in the Mushroom Kingdom. I think it's for example. Oh. Wait, what? I don't is know it? about that. He says, I think uh, for example. Maybe a four by four, like a great yeah, probably that, like four by four strategy game, like Civilization, but set in the Mushroom Kingdom. Tell me in the comments, Duncan, or in Discord, uh, or Hyrule would be a pretty would be pretty neat. Um, let's see, what's a genre that Nintendo has not done something? That, I think that is, I I want them to do more. Um, like they never did a first person shooter, I guess. Like in a way. Metroid kind of is a little bit. Yeah, kind of, technically. But, like, not really. <laughs> so, if they were, I would, I would probably want to see what they wanted, what they would do there. Like, what their Splatoon is for first-person shooters. Yeah, I'm trying really hard to think now which genre they haven't tackled. Uh, they've done sports. They've done racing. They've done yeah. music rhythm in terms of, like, I don't know, Mario yeah, VR. And we music hype. Are we music too, I guess? <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think like what Sony and Microsoft are doing that they haven't done. Uh, well, they done- so I mean, technically, I guess they haven't really done like a narratively driven like you know like action game like what Sony does because like we have like Breath of the Wild, but I wouldn't really that's say the that. closest thing I guess. Yeah, yeah, but I wouldn't even really say that that's that. Like it has a much bigger focus on like gameplay than it does story. Hmm. I would say like a creation game, but then there's Mario Maker. True. Uh, God, this is tough. It's a genre they haven't tackled. I feel like first person would have been the cop up, but then you brought up Metroid. That was a good point. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> See, the only reason why I say uh, I, my pick will probably be first person because every time I say like Metroid is a shooter, Metroid mm. fans, like hardcore like uh, Metroid fans, are like, "That's not a first person shooter. It's an adventure game or whatever." Like. Whatever pretentious answer is. <laughs> yeah. Huh. I'm. Hmm. I'm pulling up a list of video game and, genres <laughs> in case I just, like, am not thinking of one. Uh, Air yeah, Combat. They have all the like general ones. They, they have Star Fox. Uh, I was like thinking Kid Icarus. I was like, uh, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Is there a genre they haven't tackled? I don't think so. I think they've tackled... Yeah, like, like all the all the general ones, like, they have something in, like, on this list. Games. It says action game, action-adventure games, adventure games, role-playing games, simulation games, strategy games, sports games. Oh, I got one. A uh, visual novel. They haven't done oh, a visual Oh, yeah, novel. that's true. Parker wants them to make a Splatoon visual novel. Uh, 
a visual novel about uh uh <laughs> I feel like most visual novels are dating sims. Oh yeah, like, like the, the meme everybody wants like the Waluigi dating sim. Yes. There is that the Waluigi dating sim. That's what it would be. There That's it is. They have yet to make. That's the answer. That's the only thing they've never made. So there's the there's our podcast episode. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it. You can check Luis out at his channel linked in the description and also on Twitter at Luis underscore GVN, right? Yes. That's your Twitter. It's linked all that stuff in the description. There it is, man. Thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me, man. I want fun. you to come back more often. But I'll like try. it always it, it's always weird because like we're we're like, okay, hey, uh d- let's do this episode and then stuff happens. Like the last time you were supposed to come on, all mm-hmm. this happened. So then that threw schedules all out of whack. And yeah. then it was like, okay, well, we gotta wait a couple weeks to like figure out like our new normal. <laughs> and yeah. then here we are. So hopefully we figure out our new normal for long longer. You know, we yeah, get back we'll, to regular normal actually. Hopefully that we'll happens. See what the world wants in a few few and months. Then I guess. We can make it happen more often. Hopefully Parker will be back around then. It'll be a good old <laughs> grand time. Um but yeah, thank you guys for watching. I hope you have a good day. <laughs> like, comment, subscribe. <laughs> see you later guys. <laughs>